Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Mario and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate it. Um, guys, if you're watching on everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, 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 tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell their friend to tell another friend. Just let us know. Uh, we're still waiting for a haiku in the reviews. Five stars, obviously, if you're on Spotify or Apple. And then we've got a Patreon for ad-free content. Make sure to check that out if you're interested. More importantly than all of that, except subscribing, subscribe, is <laughs> my co-host. Fun fact about her, unlike Selena Gomez, when she says she's disconnecting, she really does. And I'm proud of her. And I mean that. Like she disconnected. I'm going to go into why. I know that she really did, but she really did. Um, when she sets her mind to it, yeah, she's still deciding. She's still waiting it out. She's going to become a master in chess. And I'm saying grandmaster. She's going to do a world tour. She's only going to do it for like two years. That's it. In and out real quick. Exactly. You know I mean? Just Quit like... I'm, a, like a, yeah. I'm saying, God, give me the racks, the trophies, and then I'm out. Mm -hmm. Just just to prove that I could. Just, yeah. With all that said, <laughs> the greatest co-host anyone could ever ask for. It's Tasha. Hello. Welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome to our podcast and the one I am a guest. Right. How are you? You're guests you? in your own home. <laughs> in my own home. <laughs> I'm not great. even a not, I'm not even a roommate. Like I get a visit. I get to visit sometimes. Right. <laughs> How are you, Tasha? I'm great. I'm rested. I feel like I am ready to podcast again. Dust off. I literally had to dust off my podcast microphone. <laughs> That's awesome. It was like collecting dust. So yeah, I'm happy to be back. How do you feel with the, how do you feel now that it's out uh, about the fashion, the Lewis Hamilton fashion podcast that we put out with Rashi? I think yeah. that was the, the most recent episode that, that we recent, put yeah. out. Right. How did you I feel about it. it? Did you get to watch it back? I actually haven't watched it back. Like I've listened to it, but I didn't watch it. Normally I do. Okay. I should have asked, like consumed it in any way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, normally I watch and listen to the podcast, but for some reason I haven't, I just feel like that last like week before the holidays was really busy and then I got yeah. kind of sick and then I just haven't watched it. So, but I mean, I don't know. I loved it. I love being able to just talk with Rashi in general. Like I said, like she's like the first person I think of when it comes to like Lewis Hamilton and breaking down his fashion um, sense. So yeah, it's just the fun second to talk person with you think yeah. of is me. So that's what uh, I was absolutely one two p one two. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Did you enjoy the episode? It was very not out of my comfort zone. Like I was uncomfortable because yeah. like it was a conversation, and these conversations are great. Mm -hmm. But it was very fun to talk about something more specific than just like the whole world of Formula One, right. and to talk about a different topic. Uh, that's m maybe the only episode where I've listened to it and been like, man, I, I wish people would tell me like how I did just because like I'm, I was so out of my element, but I think yeah. the episode, like I enjoyed it. I think the episode was good. Yeah. Obviously y'all carried as usual, but like, <laughs> I think it was, it was yeah, it I was think good. we did a good job. I think you did a good job. I know fashion is not like your favorite topic to talk about. So that's why I was just like. <laughs> I, I, I like, like it. I like job, it. But yeah. like we were going, but we were diving. We were yeah. diving, you know? Yeah. I'm like more of a kiddie pool this. person with, you know? <laughs> Y'all have me like swimming Shallow in the 12th, mm. 12th pool. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to really scary. Yeah. Well, next time, because yeah. apparently a lot of people want us to do another episode. So next time you'll have a bit more fashion knowledge and we can, yes. we can all dive in the deep I end, actually you know? have a resume now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I I think um I really like the reception for it and I really like that some people gravitated to it. Um yeah. my one of my favorite comments was like I said I was out of F1 oh, but yeah. for this <laughs> I'll come back. I love that comment. I heard that comment. I was like Talk to no, us. Yeah. We're podcasting. We're still podcasting about F1. Talk to right. us about I said we were out. <laughs> They pull me back in. Yes. Yeah. I was like, you know, it is funny because a lot of people have that same, like, everybody's on break. Like, F1's on break. And then yeah, the F1, yeah. like, fan base is also Our on break. viewers are on break. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe, uh -huh. guys. We're trying to hit 4K <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. So help us out if you haven't already. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, so interesting that so many people are also, like, not engaged that much with, like, Formula One content at the moment. So it is kind yeah. of cool that people actually like this episode, listen to this episode and really enjoyed it. So yeah. 
Good job. And we'll Mario. be resharing the crap out of it during the season. <laughs> uh, another episode that came out that featured you and I and mm-hmm. uh, Fifth Gear Garms, and it was hosted mm-hmm. by Fanamp, yeah. was the first episode of Family Feud. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we should spoil what happened, but I think. No, it, no, no, no. We should like right? encourage okay. you all to watch our episode. <laughs> I just want to say. It was fun. That I peak way too early. Did you? <laughs> there's one, there's one, there's one time where I like really nail it. And like, yeah. and I think from then on, it just went down. And uh, I still, yeah. I won't say which one, but to this day, I am still haunted by one answer that I did not give. Yeah, I still think about it at least. <laughs> I still, I like, I can literally give it to you right now, but I won't no. because it's like spoilers, I guess. Please yeah. watch the episode. Right. Uh, but like, I'm still haunted by one of them. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Hopefully there was a couple for on. me. I was like, man. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like my brain. So like the thing with the Family Feud was that they actually did survey F1 fans. If you guys um, happen to see this. Ooh, the, that, that's good information. That we shared. Yes. Yeah. So they actually <laughs> did info. survey real fans. So it was just like interesting to me. Like my answers were way out of alignment with what I thought people were going to say. So that was fun. Um, I thought, I don't know, I was thinking like way too abstract and like overthinking some of these things. But it was like, in general, it was just like a fun experience. Like it definitely makes you feel like if you were on a game show, I think everybody goes into it thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be good at this. I'm gonna be great. And then like, you have two seconds to answer a question, recall some sort of information way in the back of your brain. And it's like, if it, I I don't know, it's just like so easy to like, feel like it's gonna be super like, simple to do but it actually is kind of nerve-wracking a little bit but it's for it was for fun so it wasn't it, it was fun if money was, was fun. on the line I, you know i think i might have been a little bit more <laughs> ruthless you, you would have told me that you would have told me that you would have told me that i would have um i think the i think t- i'm gonna say two of the questions only not any answers or anything but like two of yeah. the questions that were in our episode because i really liked that the first question Mm. We got a quick stop here. It's got to be right. a little time with the question. Right. Right. But I really like the, the second question. What are the questions? And no hard feelings. This is just literally something that I could not figure out in my brain. One of the questions was like, was it Christmas presents or presents in general for Max Verstappen? Oh, and for I'm Secret not being, Santa. I, Secret Santa. And yeah. I, this does, this is not coming from a place of hate or being rude. This is coming from a place that my brain failed me at that time. Yeah. I did same. not know what to get Sir Maximilian. <laughs> I did not know. Anyway. Who knew I'm, that being a Max, uh, Max Verstappen uh, hater would be our downfall? I, I'm not even a hater. I just did not. Oh, I am. Oh. Somebody's got to... I got like some of it. I got some of it right, but I was like, yeah, I don't know enough about this guy. So it is what it is. And that's not a max because, yeah. hey, I feel like if I were to ask you, for example, yeah, does Alex Albon have pets? Yeah. He does. He has we're an familiar he has a with, pet We're account. familiar with yeah. other drivers. Yeah. We're familiar with other drivers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Anyways, watch that episode. It was really yeah. fun. And we should, we're we'll surely it, going to... We'll put the link in the description on YouTube there so you guys can just click it. Easy access. Make it easy. She's so professional. She's so professional. Yeah, I try. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed that the next part I actually wrote from my, like from memory and I didn't even have to look for this information. So I have decided to be less on Twitter as well. <laughs> this is what I've seen recently with regards to drivers. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I have a question and a comment. Can we agree that Max... Yeah, in, as a Formula One driver, Max has to efficiently strive to be as close to perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. That's what he has to strive. I'm not saying he's... I'm not saying he... Da, da, da. I'm just saying that's what he strives for, correct? Right. Okay. I think he has the same exact approach... Whenever he has to take a picture with Kelly PK. <laughs> I think. I think Kelly yeah. <laughs> cares about having a good pictures, right? Yes. I think she cares about a good picture, about taking a good picture. Yes. And Max is her accessory. 
And that's okay. Some guys are going to be accessories. At yeah. hand. If you're arm candy, good for you. Not some guys. Anybody in a relationship could be arm candy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Max really gives off the vibe in those pictures. But yeah. all this to say, I think that from the moment that Kelly says, Max, let's take a picture. Mm-hmm. To Max striking the perfect Kelly approved pose. I think he would win records for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just throwing that out. Yeah. I think, I mean- I think he... Yeah. I mean, if you talk about like Max, efficiency, I think comes to mind. I think he knows what the deal is with her. So I think he tries to get the shot as soon as humanly possible so that he can enjoy the rest of the event that he's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. So I'm yeah. saying he does it. He yeah. does it out of love and out of like, yeah. I got to, because he, he does it because he's got, I got, this is a good picture. We need this is a good picture. I'm sure that they've talked about it, which relationships talk about it, but I'm sure that they've talked about it before. Like, this is my good side. This is how the picture should be. Mm. And I really think that Max is like, and he's set. And I just want to say that. Um, I was supposed to get that off my chest. Okay. Um, next up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, basically we're going to play Where's That Driver? And mm-hmm. all I want to, I'm going to ask you certain questions. Have you seen Lando, how he's basically jet setting the world? I he's did. been seen in many a places. I did. Yeah. And there was an account that shared, um, I guess, like for jets or any airplane, you could kind of see their travel uh, trajectory. And like his, he's been to like seven or eight different places. He's been eating up that carbon footprint. That carbon <laughs> yeah. footprint is Bigfoot would, ne- <laughs> like Bigfoot would, Bigfoot wishes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm drinking my fucking coffee out of a fucking cardboard straw. Like, you know, Lando Norris is. <laughs> Creating so much. I was, I was, I was raised in a household where recycle, recycle, recycle every week, every week, every week. Mom, I don't want to. We didn't ask here. We recycle. Like, is that plastic going into the? No, no, no. Um, (laughs) The Super Bowl broke me. The most recent Super Bowl. Not that I don't recycle, but it Mm -hmm. broke me. And like, I am meaningless because the amount (laughs) of private. Jets that flew in oh, and out yes. just for the Super Bowl, yeah, is a gargantuan amount of negative effect on the environment that I will never offset. It's disturbing. and I still do it yeah. because it's the, it's what I can do, right? But it broke me. It yeah. broke me. Oh yeah, no, I mean, well, I don't want to get into it, but we can. Yeah, that's, a, so, yeah, that's a conversation for another day because it is kind of crazy seeing the carbon footprint of like wealthy people and then we're told as individuals to like do all this little stuff to mitigate their carbon footprint and it's like it doesn't work like that you can recycle your entire life and, and some global warming right. will still take a somehow second. it's anyway. a morality thing now <laughs> exactly. somehow it's a morality thing now like okay so we got lando jet setting and we mm-hmm. will for the for the question we will pretend like in, in no carbon footprint we got okay. Lewis in brazil mm-hmm have you seen the TikToks or the Instagram post for Alex Albon? Um, I think I saw one that he posted there in Thailand, maybe. Beautiful pictures. Yeah. Um, also a TikTok with Lily where he's there, like he takes a turn and he's pretending to they have fun together. Yeah. Um <laughs> Alonso, Carmen, and George Russell were spotted mm-hmm. once again in New Year's Eve. Okay. And we had Oscar Piastri yesterday in the Paris NBA game. But I did he, see that. You yeah, can switch that, yeah. places just as a quick vacation. You you can switch places with any of these uh, people mm. just as if you're playing at home, switch <laughs> places. So you, you can't say I'm just going to go to Brazil to be with Lois Hamilton. You're switching places with Lois. Uh, so we've got jet setting like Lando, no car, no carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. We've got Lewis in Brazil doing all kinds of cool stuff. We got Alban living a great life, uh, posting pictures, being a TikTok star. We've got I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you add yourself and not swap places to Alonso, George Russell, and Carmen. And then I don't think you're interested in that one anyway. It's not because yeah. of Carmen. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, Carmen yeah. and I, I would love to hang Carmen out with Carmen. Is, um, I, I think you guys would get along magnificently. Yeah, I think we would be I besties, really do. honestly. Um, I really do. I think, to answer your question, I think I would take yes. Alex Albon's trip. I've always wanted to go to Thailand. I think the like 
it's beautiful looking. So, and like, I'm obsessed with Thai food. So I just feel like I would, that'd be a great You'd be in your element. Yeah. And like, for me, I'd be on the other side of the world. So like, people can't bother me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in a whole different Mm. like time zone right now. I've missed your call and all your texts and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just like the perfect Mm -hmm. excuse. So, yeah. And then I get to hang out with Lily. So I think that's the other like benefit, you know? True, true. Yeah. If I did not have the hindsight of the score of that basketball game, which was historically bad, I would have said, Oscar, be in Paris. Mm -hmm. Pharrell was there, you know, looked fun. Was it like a celebrity um, basketball game or like it not a, it was an NBA game, but they yeah. do like they do one in Mexico City, like a, a, a team at two NBA teams, because mm-hmm. there's no NBA team in Mexico City, will travel and play there an official NBA game. This is the Paris game. So they're they're doing that a little bit more. And they're uh next year they're gonna do it in another country. Okay. Uh what's really cool, which is the last thing I'll say about basketball, but mm-hmm. what's really cool is that the there is a rookie, so his first year in the league. That wasn't for you. That was in general. Uh, there's a rookie in the league that came in that that is amazing, mm-hmm. and he is from France. And they had a Paris France game, mm-hmm. and that is that is cool. So he he got to go there and be. He didn't play, but like that's even better because he was just hanging out yeah. there as an ambassador. That's cool. Um, Oscar looked neat. He looked like he was having fun. Oh, he said he said um, they asked him. Who wins you Orlando at basketball? And he says, he's so nice. He <laughs> says, Lando can beat me at golf. Yeah. But at basketball, no shot. No shot. Oh, okay. Like he does not win at basketball. Well, I need to see I was, that. I was like, this guy, this guy is a professional. Like you, you, you always do the, the little sandwich where it's like, you're good at this. <laughs> Compliment. And then I tell you, <laughs> the, you know, yeah. he, man, it's practiced. I say, man, he's basically a boy. Yeah, he's, he's got um, real good media training, I will he's say. Very, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. He's well trained for sure. Um, anything else you've seen recently? Not recently because you were disconnected for a while, but like anything. You make it sound like I was just we... like under a rock, like meditating in like the forest. <laughs> I, was I, was around. You, I was sending you. I was around the internet. I, I was sending was like... you SOSs. I was sending you SOSs. You wouldn't respond. Oh yeah, that's the DND. The beginning of the year for me, I always am like super checked out. My birthday's on the first, and so I just find that like hello there. Hi. Yeah, I always just like to make. Sure I'm so that... sorry. <laughs> Mario was going through it. He was like, "Hello, hello." Where are you, Tasha? All caps. <laughs> I thought I thought I lost you. Like, I, I don't like, know. The year turns in. It's like I'm done with and this. Sleepy and just exhausted. So yeah, I always start the end, the beginning of the year with like a little rest period, refresh. You know, I, I love I love that yeah. for you. I love that for you. <laughs> you should try it. It's I great. was. It's fabulous. I I was thinking yeah, with family. Most most of December was all most of December and start of January was all family yeah. time. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. It was great. It was great. I got a lot. I'm getting FOMO because people are going to like all these racing events, mm. and I'm getting FOMO. Not like serious, but like I'm trying. I'm gonna maybe look into like because there's a Daytona and there's a Sebring thing, which are big deals, and those are both like two hours away from me. Oh yeah, kind of curious. You should go. Kind of curious to see what that what the vibe is over there. Um, but we are here. On a Saturday, recording, not on a Saturday, show on a Saturday. That puts the pressure on Chris. It's got to be on a Saturday. Um, anyways, <laughs> we are here with our usual uh, usual format where we've prepared it in case you missed it. It's going to be a little bit, I think, a little bit longer than usual, but there's conversations to be had based on news that have come out. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Gunther, Steiner, and Haas in general. Uh, so stay tuned for that after the in case you missed it. With that said, I will go ahead and start with the first in case you missed it, which is just talk about Stake F1 team in general. Mm-hmm. They released the name, I think, and t- tell me if you agree, they overdid the the setting expectations, the, the lead yeah, up to that it. that teaser was... They blew that crap way too far. For this to be the name, <laughs> like... Like, like, oh my god! So you're saying you just removed two of the things that were there? It was just so bad. (laughs) And I saw them trying to embrace, you know, like corporations trying to be people. Mm. They're trying to embrace the steak emoji. You're not slick. You don't like it. You're not slick. 
Like mm-hmm. nobody likes no nobody in the steak team is like I like that being our emoji, right? You know, yeah, um, strange. Yeah. So some context: uh, the Australian online live streaming platform Cake dot com is a subsidiary of EasyGo Entertainment. Blah blah blah. Also owns Steak dot com, and they've uh, they've got the chassis chassis naming rights. Mm-hmm. Um, the they spot they teamed up with Sauber in 2023, so and they also sponsored Premier League side Everton. I am so sorry if it's differently. Please don't come at me, football community. Um, and they also with and I, I want this all came out because I'm looking for like why did Drake do the announcement and I thought that I knew why. Mm-hmm. And so the point is that Drake is aligned like the, Drake has an endorsement deal with Kick, and then Kick is just part of Stake. Or F one of mm-hmm. kick is part of stake, so like that's why they got Drake into the pipeline to announce the team name. And then the thing with that is that even though they changed their name to Stake F one, the countries or the race hosting uh, where races are being hosted, eight eight of the twenty four have banned gambling. <laughs> and so there's different. There's a difference between banning gambling and banning advertisement for gambling. Mm-hmm. So either or affects them, and they have to change their name to something else. Um, in 2023, they changed. This is just fun fact time. In 2023, they changed the livery to kick and all green and stuff. And we were like, "Oh, they changed their livery. That's cool." They only changed it because they couldn't legally use their actual name. I'm not gonna say only changed it, but like convenient that you had to do that. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> does this name give? Does this give you anything? Like, is are you supposed to be excited by Stake F1? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, no. Like, the rollout was so botched. Even Drake being part of it, like, wasn't that great. And I don't feel like, I don't know if they've, if we've kind of evolved past the need for Drake. Um, I don't know. Like, he's just... <laughs> in in, in <laughs> like, general media, because people, people are going to love it. People, but, but in, like... You're you're saying in general media, like, like as a I don't know, like it's just weird. Like I, he just doesn't fit, and I feel like <laughs> I just feel like he didn't move the needle at all. Like there's just some disconnect between. Yeah. That's a great way to say. It. That's you know what I'm saying? Way. Like Drake, the normally, needle stayed the same. It didn't even like. Is it like anything? Drake has sent like tweets that have garnered more attention than an entire rollout of an F1 team name. So I don't know. They might want to. They might want to go back to drawing board on this one. I'm not really moved by it. I'm also no, just absolutely general, not because they're gonna yeah. they're gonna change name in 2026. Exactly. So it's so like it's, this is it. We're on life support, <laughs> people. This is what we're using. There's no if, ands, or but. Like, like we don't got time to have a personality. Like yeah. So yeah. Uh, Hard pass. Valtteri is carrying the personality of that team in yeah. his mullet. Um, he got it uh, dyed blonde recently. It looked really good. Yeah. Really brought up and the scalp. He was so you know saucy. I mean? he, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he put out. He put out. Deal with it. I was like, who? who, <laughs> who, who, who why do you got to? De- I was already dealing with it. I have no problem with it, Valtteri. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, there is a thing called the Drake curse, and so after meeting with Drake, Serena Williams lost the U.S. Open. Her betting odds to win were one point zero five. After the team photo with Drake, Manchester City <laughs> lost the EPL with pre-match odds of 1.30. And Anthony Joshua, a heavyweight champion with odds of 1.10, faced an astounding defeat, an underdog at nine after meeting Drake. And that's not even the like Drake jersey curse where like he just shows up in a jersey yeah. and like that team is doomed. <laughs> so there's something to look out for. We will here in Quick Stop Saturday show. We will keep close. Keep, we will, man. We'll make it, we'll make a website and everything of how the Drake curse is doing. Yeah, I wonder if it'll uh, have the opposite it. effect since that'd be crazy. Steak, you know, doesn't really do that well. So maybe this will like reverse the odds. You know, see, maybe uh, maybe we'll be a champion. You know, next season. Who knows? I mean, that would be crazy, right? I want whatever you had before the show. I had some tea. Whatever you want before. <laughs> oh, give me that tea. Give me that tea. What do what uh, news do you have for us? 
Uh, all right. So something a little boring, more boring. Um, we have the FIA appointing a new sporting director within the single-seater department. His name is Tim Malian. He is the uh, a former Red Bull employee. He worked there for 12 years as an engineer, but has kind of just moved throughout um, the sport. He actually was appointed in the FIA, um, I believe, back in 2018. So now he's moved up into the... Um, Sporting director role after Steve Nielsen left in December. So we just were talking about that before the break, how, you know, people yeah. are leaving the FIA left and right. And basically now we're getting somebody filling that role kind of immediately. So I know it's kind of an interesting FIA interesting to Red Bull to FIA to right, Red Bull to right, FIA. Right. Red Bull to FIA pipeline. You think Red Bull has a development program for like they develop you to go to the FIA? Like Red Bull is like an actual junior team of the FIA and they just development. <laughs> I mean, what would be the requirements for that though at this point? Because I don't know. Hang out with us enough, promise us you love us and then right. remember us when you leave. <laughs> think of us fondly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't, the FIA is like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's for me, I'm going to, that's like the story for the upcoming season that I'm really interested in. Just like all the personnel changes, all the beef happening. It's just, I don't know. It's where I just, I hope we get something good out of it. You know? I just Drama. thought of, as you were saying that, then maybe mm. we should keep actually not like the other thing that I said that we will not do, but maybe we should keep, like, try to find out when decisions are made, hmm. like like penalties and stuff like that. Actually look for the name of the person or the group that was working that day. Because if we had like a... Because we could find that like maybe there's a common denominator and like when Lewis gets penalties and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, there have been. Mr. Warwick comes that. to mind. Yeah, I mean, I normally on that. the on the um, FIA documents, you can see the stewards that... Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's just checking yeah. it in the pre-show. Yeah. yeah. Checking the names just in case. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure That'd we'll find easy. some common threads. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to do here. It's so surface um, level. I mean, a lot of the shit is just like that we talked about earlier. It's like a lot of stuff in F1 is so, so it's like on the surface. Like you don't even have to look that far. Or you that don't deep, have to dig much know? to strike yeah. something like, <laughs> what, what is this? Yeah. Um, not Formula One related, but very important. And it was part of the conversation during the... F on Twitter kind of uh, talked about it. I, mm -hmm. I saw this and thought we definitely have to talk about this. Um, so Mahindra mm -hmm. Racing unveiled Ava, an AI influencer. I am reading quotes, by the way. These are not my words. I'm not calling nobody an AI influencer. Anyways, <laughs> um, this AI influencer Ava uh, was placed into an ambassador role. The intention of it being that they wanted to showcase the journey both in Formula E and in their support for a more sustainable world. Mm. This is a quote from Head of Partnerships. Having Ava, an influencer that is strongly associated with us and documents our journey, but with a broader appeal to help promote our core values as an organization, is a project we are hugely excited about. I just want to stop real quick to say those are strong words. Mm. <laughs> uh, the only real like content that we got from Ava was on Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to say at, who cares? Uh, the bio was sustainable tech queen and racing rebel robot with its goal of fueling, <laughs> with its goal of fueling inclusion <laughs> through AI innovation. It had been documenting the influencer's life through 11 posts. Mm. Um, what, I, what I will wrap up with is, and I, I forgot to say, news came out January 9th. Mm. And then like, it's, like it was on Veil January 9th. And then January 12th, it was canned. And the... Grand opening, grand closing. Um, <laughs> literally. And the uh, template that they chose for the apology goes as follows. Nurturing diversity, inclusion, and innovation is at the heart of Mahindra Racing. Our AI influencer program was designed with this innovation in mind. Your comments hold tremendous value. We have listened, understood, and decided to discontinue the project. Those are words of Frederick Bertrand, CEO and team principal. 
So it was a very short-lived situation. Yeah. That was addressed very quickly. I got questions. What's up? <laughs> Do you want to say anything before I ask you questions? I mean, I have so many thoughts on this, so... Do you want to ask me questions and then we can kind of go from there? <laughs> Do you think it's a coincidence that she looked how she looked like? What? Like white and bland, basically? Yeah. Yes. No, I don't yes. think so. What? What do you think that is? What do you think that is, huh? It's just... I mean... So coincidental. So coincidental. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> How many people do you think... This is, a, this is not one person who comes up with a decision and we're done. How many people had this on their table and they were like, yep, this is good. This sounds good. I mean, just like I think with any any time that there's something like this in the media, it goes through many hands, like at many levels. And they don't see anything wrong with it because that, I mean, to me, this tells me that there are not a lot of women employed there or the women who are employed there are not listened to. Um, which happens quite a lot. Like when you have like diversity inclusion, sort of like measures at companies, like people of color or women, you know, minorities will get hired into roles, but not be taken seriously in those roles. You know what I mean? So like when it comes to something like this being like, Hey, I don't think it's a good idea to make our only, uh, you know, female influencer for our team, uh, a robot, (laughs) you know? So that's, that's how it reads to me that, that clearly there's not enough people in the room or who are able to make decisions, um, um, being taken seriously. Uh, I do think it was interesting because I have read something recently about this, uh, with AI and sustainability, how much, and I don't know, like necessarily for this purpose, if it's like, if it affects it that much, but the carbon footprint, um, is actually an interesting component to AI. Like as, um, it becomes a bigger, deal across industries, running these machines and computers create a lot of emissions. So I do think it's kind of funny that, you know, they, she's a sustainability influencer and can also create a carbon footprint, even though she's a digital, you know, uh, person. So I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) And it also reminded me of, um, a scenario that happened just a couple of years ago. There was a black, AI influencer. She got all these really beautiful like brand deals, work with like Louis Vuitton and like all these like fat, you know, fancy luxury brands. And mm-hmm. then it turns out that she was created by a white man. So all that money. I remember that. Yeah. All that money. I think what was her <laughs> name? Let me see if I can find it real quick. But it was just like a crazy, it was an interesting case because, you know, when uh the, the model's name was Shudu. South African model created by artificial intelligence. So it opened up a lot of like conversations because one diversity and inclusion, especially in like the luxury fashion space is already so limited to be a black woman in that space is Mm -hmm. already like really difficult to achieve. So the first time that we're seeing somebody who's like dark skin, who's, you know, South African, you know, beautiful features, they're not even real. You know what I mean? It's such a slap yeah. in the face of people who are trying to achieve something in an industry and the and you finally see some representation, but it's not real. And on top of that, it's created by a white man on the back end. So that's crazy. And that's the same situation that we're seeing here where, you know, women are fighting for a place in motorsport and you could have went and hired any, like I can go on TikTok right now and find a handful of people who would have been qualified to do this and be an influencer. It wouldn't take long. It would not take more than 30 seconds. So the fact that they didn't do that and then decided, you know what, let's just make it a digital thing and uh, AI, like that just creeps me out. I'm sorry. Like I you, I can't trust you at that point. Like as a team, like no matter what apology you, you push out, like I can't trust your judgment at that point because you had an opportunity to work with real people and to actually be inclusive and diverse and instead decided to, to make a video game. So yeah, (laughs) I can't, I can't be bothered. (laughs) Gotta love like actual unemployment in the world. I'm gonna make this computer be a person real quick. Like what the fuck? Um, (laughs) I, I have opinions about AI, but I'm not going to go super into AI. So do I. What I will say is like, <laughs> what I will say is like, I haven't seen AI yet that I say, I'm going to have a conversation with this. 
I'm not saying that AI doesn't have purposes for any, I'm just saying like not once have I looked at an AI application and been like, it's so real. Right. It's like person, my goodness. And then um, you have AI and your decision is to, in this formula E, just like formula one, mm -hmm. so data driven, like it's all, everything is data driven. And I'm sure that formula E is even more data driven because of the batteries and the charging time and everything is more complicated. Mm -hmm. There are, I feel like there are so many logical common sense applications for AI. Yeah. And if you start, if point A is use it for the data, I feel like you have to stray so far in the nefarious line, mm -hmm. so far to say, or, yeah. Or we make a woman that's a robot that's probably controlled by men Absolutely. instead of hiring a woman to do the job. And we can't we can even go as far as hiring a an, uh, an AI to do any person's job or that person's job. Like that role could have been filled by anybody. Yeah. But it's super unfortunate that they made the AI personality a woman when you literally have the chance to do something positive for the like for motorsports in general and hire an actual just yeah any i mean and this is where i mean without going so deep into my thoughts on ai the surface level for me is just the way that it's used like you said like when it's for data when it's to like as a tool to help people perform their jobs or like you know um, gather information i think there's tons of practical usage for it but i think when you start getting into like to people's likeness when you start getting into like creating human-like uh, characters, I guess, to essentially trick people, right? Like, mm -hmm. even though you're saying on, in their bio, like, you know, I'm an AI, whatever, but like, it's still used to like trick people um, in other applications. I think that that's, we're in a like real slippery slope situation with AI, where it's like, we're going to start to not understand what we're seeing. Uh, you know, is it real? Is it? Uh, artificial intelligence. So I don't know. I, I just start to feel like it's all fun in games right now because everybody's trying to like feel it out and figure out how they can use it, you know, in a fun way. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because people use it in unethical ways like this, this, you know, application. Day one. Day one they're doing you, that. You can't be true. Like, they imagine what we're going to be seeing five, ten years from now. Like, it's going to get... I mean, people can't even tell half the time when like Kim Kardashian's photos are Photoshopped. You know what I'm saying? Like, People yeah. are can barely discern now when stuff is like edited, let alone when it's created solely for the intent of like um, being deceitful and and yeah, I don't know. I have <laughs> I have so and I like I love art. I love digital art. I love all this stuff, but I just see the way that human beings are gonna like exploit it and make it terrible. And, I think it's nefarious. Yeah, this application in this specific moment is nefarious. Yeah, is I agree. So many better ideas. So yeah. many better ideas. AKA just hire um, a woman. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That'd be crazy. That'd be insane. What a thought. Um, <laughs> anyway. What do you have for us? <laughs> uh, so next up, we have a change in the power unit regulation. Um, so Formula Uno is is reporting basically that the FIA has made an amendment to the regulations. Um, April of last year, they basically said that the maximum number of legal engine components was increased from three to four, giving teams that additional cushion. However, for this upcoming season in 2024, engine allocation has been lowered to its previous limit. So basically, everybody will, will be back to only having three power units allowed across the 24 race calendar, including the six sprint races, which is Absolutely insane. So I, uh, my take is cool. My take is quick on this. Yeah. You're increasing the races. Mm -hmm. You're not changing the penalties. Yeah. You're reducing the power units. You want to give out these penalties. Absolutely. There's no, there, you can't convince me of literally anything else. Absolutely. These people want these penalties because when you give, when you give these penalties, you're putting Max Verstappen in 15th and look at him win from 15th. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's all it is. Cause like, if you're going to reduce the power units, and it would make sense to change the penalty. Yeah. But no, so not yet. I think, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some teams. Um, I think Ferrari was mentioned in this article as like a team that would be opposed to it because, you know, they 
have some issues with their engine reliability. Uh, so <laughs> safe to say. Poor uh, <laughs> so yeah, for them, that's a huge deal. Like having one yep. less power unit that's allowed, they're definitely going to be taking more penalties this year. But then you have other teams who have more reli- reliable engines who are, you know, they'll be chilling. So yeah, it'll create some, I guess, drama uh, in the upcoming season. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because... Yeah, I guess we got to do something to make it if, if, if less this boring is next somehow, year. <laughs> if this is somehow their way to make stuff more interesting, yeah, this would just be That's another drop like. in the like, yeah. y- 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 this is what you come up with? Bucket. Like, that's just another <laughs> drop. Um, I'm a, last one we have is a quick one. Mm. Um, so what happens in Vegas is that business owners want money back. They... Uh, a lot of business owners are reporting that during the we, the F1 weekend in Vegas and really the lead up and the follow up of the uh, F1 Vegas GP uh, that they lost some claimed millions and millions and millions of dollars in usual revenue that they have. And I'm sorry because this is serious, but I read these quotes and I just had to. Read these quotes because I, <laughs> this is serious, but read these quotes. Um, more power to the people. Quote number one We don't need F1. F1 needs us. <laughs> that's, that's a vibe. What? What? Here we are. You owe me. You owe me. <clears throat> Next one is when F1 went before the county, they promised they would not be a hindrance. They promised they would be part of the community. Then are th- that person is hurt <laughs> with reason, but I'm saying that person is hurt. That person expected a community. This next quote, I'm sorry. We as a community got bamboozled. We got fooled. When did you learn the word bamboozled? I was quite old. Oh, I don't even know. I have no idea. I was like, That's a great question. I was like. I was like 19 or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and, and then the last, the last quote is, this has not ever happened before. It just steamrolled out of control. Hmm. So if this proves, we'll keep track of this, but if it proves that like it's true, we'd be shocked. So shocked. I mean, they've got to do I something. One, I definitely remember seeing leading up to the uh, uh, Vegas GP, like the locals were putting shit on there, like... um windshield like stickers on their car like fuck formula one you know what i mean like just real like mm-hmm. disdain for it wasn't a, it wasn't yeah. all happiness for sure no a and lot they of were trying wasn't. they were trying their best to like lower like yeah. not fe- not feature those articles too much but they'll have i mean it'll be interesting to see i guess something has to change because there's this is on the calendar now for the next 10 years so you know you can't have this adversarial Damn, relationship is it 10 years? yeah they have a 10-year contract so you can't have an adversarial relationship. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. It doesn't seem sustainable, though, because Vegas is, you know, wouldn't talk me. <laughs> a service-based, you know, location. And if, you know, for some reason they all decide that they want to go on strike, which I know was kind of a possibility this just, um, you know, for the inaugural Leading race. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine if they decide that they just want to, like, shut it down and, like, what that might look like. Because the community does seem really pissed and disappointed that it, everything that was seem promised angry. didn't happen. Yeah, and with recent, like, no, yeah, they should. Like, yep. F one exactly. circus came into town, got got what they wanted, and that, then that's what it, it really yeah. sounds like. Yeah, it really sounds like like people that lived nearby. They must have a slew of like inconvenient things, and really mm-hmm. must feel like a like a like a not like a natural disaster, but like a circus, like a bunch of yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah. Um, on to the main topic. <clears throat> so recently, you might have heard that Gunther Steiner was fired mm. or let go or whatever you want to call it. Parted you never ways. know. Um, <laughs> parted ways mm. with Haas. Um, I dove a little deeper at, like and looked up some things that I thought were interesting before we get to like our conversations and our, our opinions and stuff. And feel free to jump at any time. But I, as a new F1 fan, had the pleasure <laughs> of learning that Gene Haas, you ever heard of him? You might remember him. <laughs> um, 
In 2007, he was sentenced to two years in federal prison after pleading guilty to criminal tax evasion. He was ordered to pay $75 million in restitution and fines. He was actually, because I read that and I was like, no way, no way that was he in. There's no way he went to jail. I was like, that much money? That dude paid his way and he was like chilling at home. But he was incarcerated in 2000, January 2008 and released on probation in May 7th, 2009. He was in prison for 16 months. <laughs> That's crazy. Nice. <laughs> this was like... The first five minutes of me trying to put together the story for Gunther. Mm. Five minutes. Five minutes until I'm like, oh, prison, that's neat. <laughs> um, I also wanted to get a little bit of context uh, with regards to his, how he does in, Na on, in NASCAR, because I thought that it'd be interesting to see, like, maybe he's frustrated with the NASCAR thing as well. Maybe this mm -hmm. is like a summation of uh, frustrations. Turns out it might be. Um, so Haas owns Stu Haas is half owner of Stewart Haas Racing. The Stewart part is from Tony Stewart, who is an icon in NASCAR. I do not follow NASCAR. I don't know, but everywhere I read, it was like this guy's a legend. Hmm. Um, in summary, with the team, the team has won. So I wanted to go with that angle. I was like, man, if that team hasn't won stuff. And this team hasn't won stuff. That'd be crazy. But the team has had success before. Mm -hmm. um, but in the current time that we live in, uh, they are on a losing streak. They had the worst ever season in their history in 2023. And for the first time since entering the sport, the team's four top level cup series, a cup series is like, I think a series of races. Mm -hmm. I might, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, hit me up if you want to come to teach me NASCAR. Um, the team's four top level cup series cars, cars all failed to secure a win. Hmm. So they're having a bad season. Nice. Um, the last thing I'll say from the NASCAR thing, you might remember from, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes ago when we were talking about Mahindra racing, I was looking at the Haas stuff. And then I, I read that Mahindra tractors, yes, relation, uh, has sponsored and is sponsoring their NASCAR team. Um, that, I'm not saying anything with that. I just found that Interesting. Uh, research one thing, get the other. Um, okay. Love it. Let's talk about Mr. Gunther Steiner and his time in, F, in the Haas F1 team. Over 160 races, they never got a podium. This last year, they were 10th. I did the math because it's simple for my mm -hmm. simple brain and their average placement throughout their the career or yeah, throughout Gunther, Steiner, Gunther Steiner's career. Oh my goodness. 8.3. That's the average. So out of eight okay. seasons, they averaged at 8.3. Um, and then he was fired on my birthday on January 10th, <laughs> 2024. So I had a better day than he did. Yeah. I had a better day than he did. And like, they say money doesn't buy happiness. I'm not saying I'm broke, but like I ain't got Gunther Steiner money. So like, and he wasn't happy on the 10th. I was happy on the 10th. Hung out with my dog. Um, so the, all that to say performance maybe wasn't there. And we're, we'll talk about reasons. Yeah. Um, do you want me to keep going and like, so the, like do the firing and stuff? Or do you have any opinions so far? Did you know... That man was in prison? No. I, I always am know. so taken aback by the characters in Formula One. Like, these are criminals. You know what I'm saying? Like, you... These are actual criminals! <laughs> these mother... Fraud? Jail? You know it's the same shit? Like, wow. That's how, you, okay. that's how you get in. That those are, You right. collect those five, like, the cards? No, no, no. I did tax evasion. Yeah. I paid my way out of jail. Yeah. That, that yeah, exactly when you hit the connect four on any of those four terrible like any terrible thing that's yeah. when you get in. Damn, it's gotta be a, it. It mm. to me, I was just it's one of those really like funny laugh to yourself moment because it did not take more than five minutes of preparing the document mm. to like find <laughs> that. And I was like, that's no, there's no way. Um, I am not. I tried my best to look for information so I could talk about the money part of it, and I will say some numbers. I'm not super confident because like stuff like net worth and, and revenue and stuff like that, like is reported and is sometimes it's speculated. But what I did 
what I did find that might be wrong, but like I looked at I looked at it enough, is that um, NASCAR is the Stuart Haas valuation is two hundred million mm-hmm. versus the Haas F one team where Gene Haas is by himself. He's got sponsors and everything, but he's the sole owner. Is seven hundred and eighty million. So it's a much much larger investment in comparison. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the money to run it is also going to be higher. I looked for revenue and the the Stuart Haas team is almost like pays for itself almost while the Haas F1 team does not appear. So yeah, I think Um, NASCAR because it's I think a spec series if I'm not mistaken. So I don't think it costs as much. Yeah, but all the cars are basically like they don't have it's not like formula one where they have to each like engineer like a you know super fancy car it's like very basic essentially um so it doesn't cost as much to run a team so i wonder if he thought when he got in formula one or maybe he i don't know maybe that's that's where i was involved yeah who knows (laughs) like if if, the reason i included that was because just like you said like i it if he had the expectation that like i did i did it here like i'll do it there it's just same then that that that's a crazy like expectation to have about f1 mm. um so the firing comes out and the template that gene used was i'd like to start by extending my thanks to gunther steiner for all his artwork over the past decade wish him well in the future uh that's all i'm gonna read really because I, I have the next thing i i think the driver's tweets if I were mm-hmm. to speculate, if I if I were to play Tweet Inspector, I would say they're pretty bland and not very genuine. K Mag said, "Thanks for taking me on the journey in 2017 and bringing me on board again. It has been both fun and tremendously challenging, but never boring." And then Nikos, Nikos is great. Come on, tell me what tell me what this tweet gives you. Thanks, Gunther, for your trust, friendship, and opportunity to go racing in F1 again. You're definitely a character. All the best. <laughs> does that give you genuine... Uh, does that give you good, strong relationship? That does not give me a good, strong relationship. No. No. I mean, there has been talk behind the scenes that he's not that easy to get along with. I think the drivers uh, specifically have all kind of had issues with him. So it's not... Of course. Yeah, definitely makes sense that these are kind of cold and like you know middle of the road kind of goodbyes um but yeah i don't i don't know I, the I, the whole team dynamic in general just like gives me bad vibes so all of this makes complete sense to me in my mind you know what i mean <laughs> i i read the i read the statement with regards to ayao mm-hmm. um i apologize if it is incorrectly spoken um but i found it really funny because speaking of cold and you alluded to this in the pre-show, and we'll talk about it. <clears throat> Gene said, we looked from within at who had most experience. He has been with the team since day one. He knows the ins and outs. To me, that sounds like this dude's been here forever. I don't have to train him on anything. He knows how mm-hmm. to submit his timesheet. Like, I'm just going to put him there. Yeah. It gives like he was close to Gunther Steiner for a long time. He can do it. <laughs> like no no mention of like his technical like why has he shown leadership? Like has he brought ideas that were good? Right. It feels like it's like he's been here really long guys. Like how would we not? <laughs> um she almost there. Uh I wanted to also mention uh Simone Resta also left Haas very recently. He was a chief designer at Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he had a stint with Alfa Romeo. And then he joined Haas in 2021 on loan from Ferrari because you can loan people. That's kind of weird. Uh, and so he, yeah. So what I found interesting about Ayao, sorry to go back because I misordered. He came into uh, Haas with Roman Grosjean mm-hmm. because they were together in Lotus. That's another fun fact. Okay. That is, I think, more than enough context to drill down into the actual things about today. One of Gene Haas's statement was that he is embarrassed that his Formula One team has not been more competitive given its close relationship with supplier Ferrari. Mm-hmm. We also have, like, we also found articles where it's any, fr- like, 
either um, any fresh investment from either Gene has or from critical outside sponsors, uh, things will change. I'm sorry. I don't know why they say that. But uh, according to the race, he doesn't want to spend any more of his own money and doesn't want to spend other people's money either because they expect a return on investment. Mm-hmm. So thoughts on Gene Haas saying that he's embarrassed and at the same time, he also said, I don't have it here, but we also saw the news where he said that he doesn't think that he should put more money into the team for the team to perform better. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? How does how do I not need to give you more money? How do um, I think because we are tied to Ferrari, we should perform? How does his lack of performance, how does all this add up to you? Um, well, I mean, like on the surface level to me, like hearing about Gunther getting let go, like obviously when you look at Haas's, um, you know, tenure in F1, it has not been great. They, I think peaked in 2018 at like fifth in the constructor. Um, so, I mean, but other than that, they've basically been bottom, you know, dead last. Um, so from that perspective, you can... I think under normal circumstances, you could say like, yeah, like get rid of the team principal because they're not really doing anything. You know, he's been he's had like mm-hmm. almost 10 years. Um, nothing has really happened in, the, in that 10 years that justifies him keeping his job. But then on the other hand, when you kind of read about Gene and um, kind of his involvement with the team, it really seems like he doesn't want to uh, do the necessary like financial investment to actually make the team better. Um, I yeah. do think that I can't remember which driver it was, but, um, K-Mag. yeah, I was complaining about mm-hmm. like the, you know, mm-hmm. pit stop equipment being from like 2016 or whatever, like just old outdated infrastructure, old outdated equipment. Uh, the car obviously is not great either. And they have very like few resources to make it better. So when you look at it from that perspective, I feel like, okay, yes, Gunther, you know, we can say he didn't bring much to the team as far as like success. But if, you know, Gene is saying like, I don't want to invest in my team financially and I don't want other people investing in the team either. How is the team supposed to get better regardless of who the team principal is? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like the stuff that would help make them better is money. And they're kind of, it seems like Gene's in a stalemate situation where he doesn't want to provide that. And he also doesn't want people investing. And I guess that maybe has to do with like being kind of responsible or accountable to them, you know, because if it's they liter- invest. It's literally that. Yeah. It's literally that. So you can't have it both ways. And I don't think that, I mean, again, you can say whatever you want about Gunther, but I think that he's a just a scapegoat in this situation. Um, the new guy, Ayao. Oh, that was my yeah. question for later. Oh. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you asked um, me my thoughts, and so you know I have a bunch. Hey, you know, it's I, I <laughs> that is my fault. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Um I've, I'm having a mental blank, but I guess <laughs> which which do you believe? I think I think I think there I think this is a middle way or a compromise between both things being true. Gene Haas does not want to give more money and Gunther Steiner didn't bring any results. Mm-hmm. But I, what I was going to ask, and I interrupted you terribly, very unprofessional of me, was like, does Gunther Steiner feel like a scapegoat to you because we are also seeing all of this, not slander because it's true, but like all of these news about Gene Haas not putting more money into it. Does it, with those two, does Gunther still feel like a scapegoat in this situation? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I just feel like the additional like nuance makes me feel like he's going to be the person that's held accountable for the lack of results in the team. But like I said, when even the drivers are saying like, hey, all this shit that we're dealing with is old. Like we need money. It's rusty. All this shit rusty. You know, like we can't do, we can't make the same moves forward that other teams are making. Like, you know, you have Williams in a similar boat, like as a team that's not necessarily like flush with cash. However, you know, they are starting to get investments. And then you have also the new team principal, James Vowles, who, um, you know, also comes from a technical background, the same as the new team principal. Um, But, 
James seems like he has a vision and a and a focus for the team, right? Like he came in and you yeah. immediately were like, okay, somebody knows how to sail this ship. And like I don't, I mean, I've never heard this guy talk. His name is Ayao Tomat uh, Komatsu. Um, so I've never heard him like speak. So I don't know what to expect from him, but I just feel like he's gonna he's getting thrown to the wolves. You know what I mean? Like he's been there as, as as long as Gunther has, and I feel like in most cases, it probably does make the most sense to like hire internally. But this just feels like we made a change for the sake of making changes. And I don't know that the new team principal has that same kind of uh, vision, you know, to to turn the team around. He literally also, hired yeah. the, the, the person that was in closest reach. Like he did like that. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you're here. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. I mean, but he's also the chief engineer. So I'm like, mm-hmm. his hands were tied a lot, I'm sure, as well in his role. Like, I'm sure. He, I'm sure. From he was lack on of money. Book. Yeah. So I don't, I just, I I'm don't sure, know sure. what he would bring, what he brings to the table other than just being a completely different person. And I don't think that that's mm-hmm. fair in this situation when you're asking for results and your team's you're asking, asking for, for money. Of yeah. any kind. And you are giving me no tools to yeah. be capable of improving. Yeah. So he's yeah, definitely like giving them like this whole make it work type of thing. And I feel like that's, you're never going to yield the kind of results that you want from that. Like if you, if he really wants to be successful, he has to bring in money. Like look what happened with, um, you know, Aston Martin with Lauren Stroll, like, you know, changing that whole team around was important and he needed money. He did that with money. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't he flexed on people. My God. He like, was walking around with like, I got Yeah. Money, I, there's money. So I'm just, it's yeah, you can't, I don't, but then I'm like, okay, so then what is your purpose of being in formula one? Like you don't want to, you want to be a competitive team, but you don't want to do what's necessary to be competitive. So why are you here? Like we have other people who are interested in taking the spot on the grid. Like, why are you taking up a spot? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I do imagine. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it for so long with Andretti. Yeah. Like the 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 concept of value. I don't see any value in There's this no... in the last eight years of Haas. And except for Drive to Survive. Yes. And I was gonna say, like, ironically, the most valuable person on the team is Gunther. Like he's the only person bringing in some kind of like he's the most marketable. Market yeah, he's bringing in exactly. So it's just like to me, I'm like, again, this doesn't seem like the right decision to make, especially not. Like what we're like just a little over a month out from the start of the season. Like, mm-hmm. why did this have to happen now? You know, I don't know if it would have made it better to happen in the middle of the NASCAR season. But the same it's time. like, yeah, he's just pissed. He's like, none of my investments he's are paying pissed. off, and like, he's pissed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is, and you said it. I think this is making a change for the sake of making a change, mm-hmm. and of all people, like because the data set, like the numbers say the story i guess you can be like i can fire him because like he the numbers aren't there so what are they gonna say right um have you watched drive to survive um you have, right? first like two seasons i didn't mm. watch the most recent ones i i mean i'm i feel like at this point it's so repetitive it's just kind of boring but like the first one was really good the most recent season has at the beginning of it is matia and gunther mm. in a small car Oh, yeah. I think I saw that episode actually. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say this, a but I would love that as a spinoff. I would love that as a spinoff. I, I, mean, I hate to say it, but I would. I would. I mean, Gunther, um, I think, he, doesn't he have like a show in development with like CBS, if I'm not mistaken? There was he like, does. yeah. So I'm like, this dude is. He does. And the book that just came out. <laughs> He's going to be fine. Like, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting a year from now if they don't see any you know, uh, improvements. There's no way, there's no way Haas is in ninth or 10th. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. We'll there's see. no way. It's just, impo- I, I, eighth at most, there's no way. That they don't, you think they're going to improve to eighth? At most. Really? Are you being serious or are you joking? Haas? <laughs> yes. I'm saying the Haas' ceiling for next year is eight. Oh, I'm thinking they're still going to be 10th. Okay, you just don't do, you know how to twist my arm. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, ceiling. I'm telling you, yeah. all stars align. I'm eighth, like <laughs> best. Like she, she said ten. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll nine. put money on that before I put money on eighth. One hundred percent. 
Um, Let's ask Drake what he thinks. <laughs> surely he will know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think my the last thing and kind of but like I think the the Gunther Steiner book is called Survive to Drive. Mm. And I'm sure that Drive to Survive had to, in some way, do make a favor. I'm convinced they invested in in his book. Like I'm, I'm convinced the Drive to Survive gang is somehow invest, like tied to the book. Hmm. And I, and I see this as, because like, Survive to Drive is it is should go into copyright infringement. I think either way, I think that Drive to Survive has put investment into making Gunther a personality. Hmm. And putting him out there, and now he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, you, you, talk, you talk about not getting whole, your return of investment. Yeah, you fuck up the whole ecosystem of Formula One. Like you have, you, you know, when Danny was out, everybody was like, "Oh my god!" You know, what are we gonna do now? Gunther's out. Like, there's not that many like big personalities who like draw in like an audience the way that he does, which is crazy to even think, but. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see like what, cause it's like a, it's like a low hanging fruit type of thing, you know, like using somebody like mm-hmm. that to promote the sport. Absolutely. Um, and it's a great recurring character kicking him great out. Yeah. Character. It's like probably not great for the bottom line for everybody else, but yeah, we'll see. Imagine Will Buxton's role in Drive to Survive, but mm-hmm. it's Gunther Steiner. I would, I would have 100%. <laughs> I don't have to that's hear a, that's Will an idea. mansplaining everything. That's an idea. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. I think that's what you do. Yeah. You put you bring him in, not heavy, but you bring him as a narrator. Yeah. Not super heavy narration, but like bring him in. Yeah. Um. Speaking of bringing something in, bring in those subscriptions and those <laughs> likes and those comments <laughs> and that engagement. We love to see it. We hope everyone's having a great vacation, but don't forget us. I'm kidding. Y'all enjoy yourselves. <laughs> um. If you're still with us, thank you very much. Uh, what are your thoughts? The people. Do you think Gunther was a scapegoat? Do you think Haas will reach their Mount Everest and get eighth next season? Do you think they're capable or are we going to see them at 10? <laughs> All that and more. <laughs> no, but thank you very much. Um, we'll keep bringing out episodes until the season starts. Uh, I'm sure we'll come up with different ideas. It, like we mentioned earlier, if you haven't watched the FanAmp Family Feud episode or if you haven't watched the Lewis Hamilton Fashion episode, check those out. The links will be in the bio. Um, yeah, I've been Mario. You can find me at Mario underscore APM on Twitter and Instagram. Where can the people find my wonderful co-host? <laughs> um, you guys can That's find you. me on Twitter and on threads. I'm at Tasha. And Instagram. Yo, is, is Threads popping? Um, l- no, but I'm giving it a chance because I'm tired of Twitter. Good, good shit. So, that's that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Twitter <laughs> has been a cesspool yeah. of porn and robots and yeah. ads and spam. It's actually really, really terrible. Yeah, it's hell. Like, it's hell in there. Like, yeah. I am nobody on Twitter. <laughs> I am nobody. Very, very tiny. And then I still get instant robots i can't imagine being mm. a celebrity or anyone who has a big twitter following they must get like 20 it, it, it must be impressive but like it's it's crazy it's terrible yeah. um join us on fan app that's where we're at with that <laughs> tasha would you please take us away yeah uh thanks again guys for listening we really appreciate you and remember no matter what happens in life keep it on the black stuff bye bye <laughs>